The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you for taking time this morning, just a few minutes out of your morning, to spend together in God's word. It's a great encouragement, and I encourage you for doing that. And applaud you for being part of this and uh, whether you're watching it live or whether you're listening to it at a different time we're just glad you're with us today and i hope you enjoyed the services last night whether you're here on property whether you watched online hope they were an encouragement to you and I trust they were and now we're going to continue in our study in in the book of, of genesis chapter 37 and this idea of living the dream the life and the story of joseph Um, Today, we're going to take a couple days, couple episodes, as we evaluate an aspect of the story. Probably one of the more popular aspects of this story. We talked last couple episodes about um, Potiphar's wife and the temptation to Joseph, and we talked about some principles in the area of temptation we can live with, or we can learn. But now what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the outcome, the results of Joseph refusing to sin. And remember, we talked about the idea that there's a very good chance, again, can't prove it biblically per se, but there's a good chance that this is not the first time Potiphar's wife had done this, and more than likely, Joseph in his mind could have justified. His family wasn't around, he wasn't well known, he was just a slave, he could have gotten away with this. It's easy for us to do that, and it's easy for us to justify our actions when we want to. Joseph said no, and he recognized that the wickedness was against God, and he said, I'm not doing that. And even in the time where you could say that Joseph had every right to think that God had abandoned him, that Joseph had every right, humanly speaking, to think that God's dream was fail, and if God was true, I wouldn't be here. It's easy in the human mind to justify uh, God gives us what we think is his will, and we say, well, this is the only way it can happen, and we don't see how God can use even the most abnormal of circumstances to perform his will, usually how it works, so we can see it's him. And so he could have easily just said, whatever, what's the point? And it's easy, sometimes we do that. We get frustrated, we say, Lord, you're not doing anything, and we justify wrong actions in certain scenarios. Well, what we're gonna look at now is something that you can honestly say would have given him more human reasoning to justify that action, is the fact that we often think when you stand for right and you do right, no bad's gonna happen. And yet sometimes when you stand for right and do right, the exact opposite takes place. Sometimes when you stand for right and do right, nothing but bad comes your way. You say, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm gonna, I wanna read a verse outside of Genesis first to give you the premise. Uh, right up front of what I want to talk about for the next couple of minutes from this passage in Genesis. And so in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it's really a core verse that we could use through the entire aspect of this study of Joseph, that Joseph was given a dream, a vision, which in Old Testament times was, excuse me, God's way of saying, I have something great for you in your future. And so this verse, he didn't know it. It wasn't, he probably knew it, but it wasn't written at the time. Paul didn't, wasn't even born at this point. But he lived this principle all the way through, all of the account of these years in this time of slavery in prison. And it's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, where Paul's told the church of Rome, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. He did say in verse 29, for whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, whom he knew would get saved, the knew would choose to follow. He has a pre-planned, sanctified plan for him. So he says, 
For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are called according to his purpose. Them following God, wanting to do right, wanting to be able to be in the center of God's will and do what's right. We know that when we follow God, all the things around will work for our good, his glory. And we see that. So it's easy for us. Now, the problem with, we go back to Genesis 39 in a second and we look at the life of Joseph. This story is something that, especially if you've been in church, you've heard this story since you were in elementary uh, Sunday school and all the things. If you're not in church, you probably still have heard this story. It's easy for us to look at this account we're going to look at for the next couple of episodes and not really think much about it from the point of view of it was really bad for Joseph because you can flip over a couple pages and see Joseph in authority. You can see Joseph, God's blessing in Joseph's life. You don't see how his decision to do right only drove him further down in human struggle from slavery to prison. I mean, it's just another step down. You can, you, it's just hard to see how that, because we can look at the end. It's kind of, most of it in the Bible, we can look at the story of Job, and yeah, it sounded bad. We know he got all his kids back. We don't realize it wasn't immediate. Years of all this. So it's easy for us, and we do this. We, we kind of take the word of God, and instead of recognizing the long tenure of what a lot of these take place, we see these things that, well, I can read it all in an hour, so why is it taking me days and months and years for God to respond to this in my life? Because it took even longer for them. And we have to really have that account. So let's go ahead and read the account in Genesis chapter 39, verse 13. He says this, And it came to pass when she saw that he, Joseph, had left his garment in her hand he, uh, and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he, my husband, has brought in a Hebrew, Joseph, unto us to mock us. He came unto to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried. And he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And he laid his garment by her and his lords uh, until his Lord came home, where her husband came home. Verse 17, And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. So we look at this. The first principle I'm going to say, as I mentioned a second ago, we think that when we do right, somehow, uh, the term used today, it's a modern term, and I think we use it too much. It's actually a very new age humanistic term, and it's called karma. Uh, we say, you know, karma, there's always this other phrase, some of them I won't say, but we get this idea. Karma is the premise that if I do good, put out good in the world, good will come back. So if bad things are happening to me, it's more than likely karma. It's more than likely I've done bad things. And that's why bad things are happening to me. Um, and so when we come back and realize, wait a minute, we're doing right, we're right with God, and God is still allowing bad things to happen to us, a lot of people battle that. A lot of people struggle with that. No, 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 no. Karma states that if you, if you have bad things happening to you, it must be your fault. No different than what Job's friends said when they knelt by his bedside with all of the boils. There has to be something you've done to bring this upon yourself. And we have that thinking. It's a very... Now, you could go to Galatians, as we, we talked a little bit last night. You know, you reap what you sow is the principle without going into a lot of detail. So therefore, if bad's happening to you, it must have been bad. Please understand that... 
while there is a little bit of truth behind that, if you know, we talked about last night, if you reap cruelty to people, don't be surprised when they're cruel back. If you reap selfishness, don't be surprised if they're selfish to you. If you reap um, a self-centered point of view where you don't want to help people, don't be surprised when it doesn't come back. And there's truth to that. But that is not, that is oversimplifying the combat when you say, if there's bad happening to me, it absolutely has to be negative. It has to be because I've been bad. Here's why. A couple thoughts. Did not Jesus tell us if the world hates you, don't be surprised because it hated him first? That's not because we did anything wrong. Jesus never did wrong. He never sinned. And yet the world hated him, the religious people hated him, the government hated him when they put him on the cross for nothing. Is that karma? Or is that just God's will? He told us in Peter, think it not strange concerning the fire trials which are to try you as some strange thing happened unto you. Fire trials are going to come. Don't be surprised by it. It's God's plan. We get to James, where James told the 12 tribes scattered abroad, please remember 12 tribes of Israelites who are choosing to follow Jesus, and they've been persecuted. They're spread across due to persecution from their following of Jesus. And he says to them, count it all joy, okay, when you fall in or find yourselves in numerous or diverse temptations or trials knowing that God's going to use this. There's so many times in Scripture where we see that God, what happened to godly people or God stated that there may be times in your life where things that are not pleasant, things that are not kind, may happen to you and you are still in the center of God's will. This is exactly what happened to Joseph. So Joseph could have, more than likely, in my opinion at least, could have gotten away with this and no one would have known except God. And yet he says, you know what, I don't understand how any of this is working out. I don't understand how being put in a pit, sold into slavery, my father thinking I'm dead, Potiphar's wife doing this. Now, he probably could have seen it as he was working his way up into authority, but still, even a high-ranking slave in Potiphar's house is not going to rule in Egypt. So it's still, you can, if you try to humanly put all the pieces together, it still did not make sense how where he was, even as a high-ranking servant, for slave, for Potiphar, how that was going to fulfill the dream given to him when he was 17. So if you try to calculate it all, calculate it, it still doesn't make sense. So he looks at this and he could have easily said, you know, this is where I'm at, this is my life, I might as well enjoy the parts of it. He could have done this and yet he said, no matter what, I'm going to remain faithful to God. What a, and he didn't have room at 28 to hold on to. A great truthful point. Now, one of the things we must understand, we must realize is that sometimes in the middle of God's will where you're trying to do everything you can and you believe you're right with God, not perfect, but you believe you're right with God, Satan's still on the attack. As a matter of fact, Satan's probably on a greater attack against you than he was prior. And he will use people, other people, and sometimes the last person you expected, a friend, a coworker, church member, somebody that you least expected can be the one that Satan will use to discourage you, to drive you out of your calling, drive you out of what God wants you to do. Uh, you, you get an opportunity to work in a ministry and somebody in there that you have given your time to minister to, uh, they say something, they discourage you and you're like, what's the point? It may be that way, maybe a family member. Sometimes, because you know, usually if we, if we can expect who it's coming from, we're prepared for it. But when, we, when we're surprised by it, it makes it very, very complicated for us to see how that, how that could be good. And it can easily happen. We must go back to the sovereignty of God and realize that God has allowed this to happen. I'm not saying God brought it in, but God has allowed, like he did with Job, allowed Satan to have certain influences and use certain people to make this happen, just like Judas was allowed to walk with Jesus for all those years and ultimately betray him. He was there 
not because God says, I want Judas to be bad. He says, Judas is never going to accept my son, and I'm going to use that refusal as an opportunity to fulfill prophecy. That's what it came down to. He will allow people who have been put into our lives or come into our lives, and some of them, he will allow them to fulfill their frustration or whatever, and it may come back to haunt us. This woman was angry, and so she went at Joseph. And in doing this, lied about him. And that may happen sometimes. It may happen to you. You can be the nicest person, the most ethical person. Sometimes that's exactly why they're lying about you. Please understand, be careful not to become arrogant in the things I'm saying. Well, if anything bad's happening to me, it's because I am the most spiritual person in the room. <laughs> that pride might be exactly your problem. That might be exactly the reason you're having battles, because pride comes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. But when I'm honestly right with God and doing right and just taking a stand, sometimes it's not going to be fair. So we go back, at least for us today, to Romans chapter 8, and it says, And all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. In the center of God's will, all things, including bad things, can work, will work for good, for your good. Because your good is the fulfillment of God's plan. So if you are in the center of God's will, what happens to you is good because it's God's plan. And since that is good, God's will is good, those things will work out. All of those things can work out. They don't always make sense, but they don't have to make sense. I really believe, excuse me, I really believe we need to make a point to stop trying to make sense of God's plan. It's easy to do, and trust me, we want to. We can't. You can't. You, our finite mind makes it impossible for us to be able to try and figure out why God's doing what he's doing. It just is impossible. So instead of trying to figure out what an infinite, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God has planned for me down the road and how he can make this work and how somehow these trials, yes, they'll help me develop patience, as James said, but I don't just spend some time with God. Worship God, recognize God, dig deeper into his sovereignty, and recognize this verse is more than just something we quote to people and we don't know what else to say. There is some great doctrinal truth in this verse that I need to follow. This is even deeper than Proverbs where he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is why I can trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And I understand that he's got a plan, and he is allowing these circumstances to fulfill that plan. So trust him. Stay strong. Stay faithful. You know, it's interesting that when God talks to stewards, now initially the passage he's using that I'm going to reference in a second is talking to preachers. Uh, but anybody who is uh, stewards of the uh, mysteries of Jesus, anybody who's serving in ministry, anybody who's walking with God, anybody who's right with God, striving to be used of him, is a steward of the things that God has given him. If you, if you don't fully understand that, watch last night's lesson that we put out there from Wednesday night, talking about the principles of giving and living generously. It's a great basic principle you understand you'll get understanding what i'm saying with this but when we look at that any of us we can look and say i don't understand how it's all going to work god is going to allow his sovereignty and let all these things work for his good and here, here's the here's the part where i was getting to he didn't ask us to be successful he didn't ask us to produce he said he's required in stewards to man be found faithful please faithful is not a passive word it's not a word where i sit back and watch him a distance well i didn't leave <laughs> but i didn't move i didn't move my seat but i didn't leave faithfulness faith that works was dead faithfulness is an action word faithfulness means i'm not just here watching from a distance that's spectator faithfulness is i'm here i'm where god wants me to be and i'm actively serving and faithful where god has asked me to be it's not always easy doesn't always make sense and i don't always understand how god is developing this but i will remain faithful until god directs and does something different that's faithfulness and that's all god wants and boy may that be something we strive to do joseph was 
And it's one of the reasons he found himself in a great position of authority and all the blessings that came with it. Not to mention all the people he was able to bless in his hometown because of this. And the world at that point, the modern world at that point. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us on this Thursday edition of the Social Truth Podcast. Uh, We are so glad you're with us and hope it was an encouragement. And we'll continue over the next couple episodes dealing with this passage and I believe some great principles that will help us. We hope to see you again next time. God bless.